This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. The Dunedin Writers and Readers Festival is on soon from May 6th to 9th. The programme is full of Aotearoa's best and brightest writers with workshops, readings, discussions and lots of great books to discover and read. Sessions with Vincent O'Sullivan, Witi Ihimaira, Nalini Singh, David Eggleton, Elizabeth Knox and more. And don't miss the Storytime double-decker bus trip for the wee ones. Tickets and info from DunedinWritersFestival.co.nz. Don't wait. And aren't we excited? It's uh, not far away now. All those events for us to get uh, in and enjoy and share with others, celebrating um, the literary icons living and otherwise. In fact, um, one of the most interesting aspects of Saturday uh, is going to be an opportunity to celebrate Essie Summers, um, who is dubbed New Zealand's Queen of Romance. And I don't know whether you know much about uh, Essie Summers. I know that I don't, but I should. More than 19 million copies of her books sold in 105 countries. Here to talk a little bit more about what's planned for Saturday and uh, about the writer herself is Ruth Williamson. Marina, Ruth, thanks for coming in to be with us. My pleasure. And, um, yeah, I stick my hand up and say... uh, I don't have too many S.C. Summers uh, novels in my own collection, <laughs> but I can probably say the the genre, the uh, romance genre, is probably something that I haven't explored too much. Absolutely phenomenal to hear about someone who was so significant uh, in terms of her success. That's true, and she had a very, very close association with Dunedin, with this city. Uh, so she is worth knowing more about. She's not your average uh, run-of-the-mills, run-of-the-mill, Mills and Boone um, novelist in that her novels contained an awful lot more than a romantic story. They're very firmly placed in this country in many different areas, particularly in the South Island, um, lots of them set around Dunedin itself. So uh, when you read an Essie Summers novel, you really did uh, visualise exactly where everything was happening. In fact, you could follow the routes she described and use them as a kind of map in words, and they would take you from place to place. Isn't that wonderful? Through what period was Essie Summers writing? Well, her first novel uh, was published in 1957, and her last uh, was just a year before she died in 1998. So she had a very long writing and publishing career. She'd written poetry before her novels appeared. Uh, probably her most popular novels appeared in the 60s and 70s. Uh, and she certainly was the subject for radio and TV interviews um, in the 1980s. So a very long and successful and prolific Career. She was a, a minister's wife, the mother of two. Indeed. Um, but uh, managed, of course, to... Well, how many publications do we know? She wrote 56 novels. 56 novels. Which is uh, a large number in anyone's book. It is. <laughs> yeah, and uh, usually about three per year. And uh, so she worked very hard at her writing. She had to fit it in with everything else she did. She was a very active... Um, help me to her husband 
Um, it was involved with a lot of uh, parish counselling work. She wrote for newspapers too. She even published as a kind of agony aunt column for a while in the 1950s. So she was very busy and also raising her family, uh, supporting communities, a huge range of uh, very family-orientated interests. Probably fair to say that among some of the romance writers, um, feminism's not to the fore. What can we say about the way Essie Summers presented the women in her books? Yes, well, I think she was... Uh, a woman who was aware that women were making a move in terms of careers. Uh, she very much uh, promoted the idea of women having their own opinions. Her heroines are feisty. Uh, they certainly have a way with words. They don't just sit quietly on their hands and take what men are telling them. So it's there. Uh, it's certainly not to the extent that we might expect from today's novelists, but uh, it's there. Um, she used her own maiden name for her, all her professional work. She retained it for, uh, you know, for that aspect of her life. And she was very keen to see women make the most of every branch of work. Not the most important aspect by any stretch, but selling 19 million copies. Did that make Essie a rich woman? No. Um, uh, certainly she would have made a very uh, significant income at the time. Um, but, of course, a life uh, married to a minister, they're not paid a lot. Um, they had always dreamt of going overseas, and that wasn't possible until Essie earned a significant amount of money. And then they did travel, and they went uh, to all the places they dreamt of going to, um, So and supported the family, that kind of thing. But she certainly didn't leave behind a huge um, you know, collection of uh, invested funds. That wasn't her way. It was to support others. And does that include other writers? What do we know about how where she was among other writers okay. at the time, and I guess predominantly men as well? Yes, well, she actually did have a number of um, male enthusiasts, uh, if I put it that way. They, they really enjoyed her writing. Um, so, you know, they were interested in uh, what she had to say from the feminine perspective. Uh, so, yeah, I guess that that's the shape of it mainly. Mm. So, so sorry, I've I've missed your the thrust of your well, question. Well, I'm just interested to know with in what regard she was held by oh, other yes, more other established writers. writers. Yeah. Yes, um, I think uh, when she was writing, there was something of a cultural cringe when it came to romance writing. Uh, it's less predominant now. And certainly the sheer hard work she put into her writing was respected. She encouraged a lot of other writers to start out. Um, someone she met uh, when she was living in Weston, just out of Omeroo, was Pauline Cartwright, who went on to publish dozens of books for young children. And she had mentored Pauline. She corresponded with Joyce Dingwell, who was a novelist in Australia. She had a lot of contacts 
on a personal level with other writers and certainly networked with them, uh, visited Australia a number of times. And when she went finally to the UK, she was fated over there by her publisher, Alan Boone, and she went on a nationwide tour and had packed out audiences all waiting to sit and listen to what she had to tell them about her life and about writing. Not always um, the way in New Zealand, is it, to celebrate our most successful people and no. quite the way that it, they might be received elsewhere? Absolutely true. She was definitely uh, quite a star in her travels throughout the UK on that tour. Um, but back here, she kept, you know, she was Mrs. Flett, the minister's wife, uh, and uh, she kept her feet firmly on the ground. But at the same time, I think by the time her success was better known, there was certainly some people beginning to take notice of her success. Is there an audience for Essie Summers' work now? Yes, indeed there is. Um, her books in the printed form, of course, are becoming harder to come by. She died in 1998. Um, reprints have been, there have been some reprints, there have been some um, memorial editions, that kind of thing. But they're harder to come by and there is pressure for something new to happen there. Now, I can't announce it today, but there is, and there will be an announcement on Saturday, there is a new development where that's concerned. She has not been forgotten and people overseas are making things happen. Well, let's talk about Saturday. Tell us what's planned. OK. Well, on Saturday at 11am... Uh, AM, uh, the uh, the Friends of the Library, of whom I'm part, and a number of other people will be gathered to unveil a plaque to Essie Summers on the Writer's Walk. It's been a long, long time coming. She died in 1998, and the plaque is happening in 2021. Uh, but we've been very fortunate in um, receiving a lot of financial support from the Alexander Macmillan Trust and also huge promotional backing from uh, Nikki Page at the City of Literature, the Council and the Mayor and uh, everyone is very welcome to come along and see uh, when this plaque is unveiled by her son and her daughter. Oh, isn't that so, wonderful? Yes, the son is coming from Napier to be with us, especially for this occasion. And, and then uh, that's followed by a talk, right? Yes, yes, it is. Um, we're going to all adjourn to the public library level four, the Dunningham suite up there, for morning tea in a very traditional manner that Essie would approve of, uh, with traditional uh, refreshments. And then once everyone's comfortable, Liz, um, Jack, Elizabeth Jack, I should say, who's Essie's daughter, and her brother, Bill Flett, will talk to us about what it was like living uh, with a successful writer. And there'll be one or two other announcements, as I've said, and a very short uh, video presentation with Essie herself telling us all about how she went about writing. So we hope everyone will come along and celebrate a really successful New Zealand icon. What a brilliant idea, and it's, and, and it's as you say, a long time coming. Um, Ruth, in terms of the, the event at the Dunningham Suite, which you expect to start from around about 12 noon on Saturday, do people need to RSVP or anything like that to let no, you know they're coming? No, they can just come along. If you've come to the 
unveiling, then you can just make your way across and we'll have morning tea ready from about 11.30 and the more formal part of uh, the talks, etc., should begin around uh, midday once you've made yourself comfortable with a cup of tea. Right, marking the amazing achievements of Essie Summers, peerless romantic, unveiling of the plaque on the Writers' Walk, 11 o'clock this Saturday in the Octagon, and that's followed. You can just, I guess, join a walking train to yes, uh, the City Library for the talk and uh, afternoon tea that follows. Ruth, thanks so much for taking some time to join us on the Awesome Morning Show as we look ahead to yet another wonderful event in the Dunedin Writers and Readers Festival. Thanks, Jeff. Thanks for having me. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.